Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to r slash pro revenge, where this man sleeps with a Karen's son in order to get revenge on that Karen. I, a 43-year-old man, slept with my former Karen friend's 23-year-old son. Now, I don't normally do this, but for this story, I think it's important that we do read the cast. So, Opie is a quirky, creative movie geek. Molly is a mean-spirited, insecure, hateful, jealous, wannabe actress, writer, whose only real work of fiction is her resume. She is also the Karen of this story. Matt is Molly's overgrown, coddled, spoiled man-child of a son. And Hannah is Molly's misanthropic, introverted eldest child, seven years Matt's senior. More than 20 years ago, I was once a very green and new writer, now a successful published writer in the independent film world. I was barely 21 when I met Molly, then in her early 40s when I was networking to get my very first screenplay, a murder mystery into production. Being the broke college student that I was at the time and new to the business, I had no contacts. There was no social media, nor were there any guaranteed ways to meet like-minded individuals to guide me through the arduous, ugly business of beautiful people known as the film industry. Along came Molly. By her claims, she was a seasoned former theatre actress and aspiring writer. To my untrained eyes, her resume was quite well written. According to Molly, she had put her ambitions on hold to get married and start a family. She was also a former fashion model and, now that her children were older, was just starting her film career. As someone who had no experience, I was in awe listening to all of her, I later found out to be highly embellished, tales of working alongside some of the great ones. I thought Molly had thrown me a lifeline. Little did I know, my long nightmare had just begun. To make a long story short, Molly promised to help get my work produced into a feature film. I was ecstatic. She said all the right things and hit all the right notes. She tried to present me with a contract that she expected me to sign. I saw a series of typographical errors and misspellings. There were simple grade school level words misspelled. No aspiring writer would have made quite so many errors without, in the very least, proofreading what they considered to be a professional document. It's worth pointing out, the document wasn't even notarized or on official letterhead. I also later came to find out that her production company name wasn't registered with the state and that she'd simply made it up. Having recently copyrighted my then one and only screenplay, even I knew it needed to be notarized in order for the document to be legal. My gut told me not to trust her. This was way before Zoom meetings, back in the days of when snail mail and fax machines were largely used. Let's just say her attempts at scanning the document and sending it to me did not go over well, as she was not computer literate at all. Put it this way, she was the type of person to do an internet search of her email address. Yet another red flag. When I said no, her mask slipped. What I saw beneath was, honestly, quite terrifying. A hateful, arrogant, jealous, overgrown middle school mean girl who never matured past the adolescent bully mindset. 
I ended the call and turned into a bloodhound. I called up all her references on her resume and researched her work history down to the last credit. Surprise, surprise. Her resume was more phony than her, what would later be known as Karen Platinum blonde hairdo. I pushed back and told her I wasn't going to sign the contract and there was nothing she could do about it. Mostly because she'd lied to me and I found out she wasn't as experienced as she said she claimed. To say she didn't take this well would be a gross understatement. She promised that she would produce my screenplay into a feature film whether I liked it or not. When I pointed out to her that that constituted theft of intellectual property, plagiarism, and copyright infringement, all crimes that I could sue her for, she went radio silence quiet. I later found out through the grapevine that she was demonizing me to anyone who would listen thus adding slander and libel to the list of crimes that she committed against me. She, without my consent, even went as far as to get a promotional video done loosely based on my story, with her, naturally, starring in the leading role. I tracked down the filmmaker's website and saw an edit of the video on their demo reels page. It should come as absolutely no surprise. Molly's performance was stiff, awkward, mechanical, and would have looked out of place in a prawn film. It completely contradicted her claims that she had 20 years of experience on the theater stage. It's also worth pointing out that during our shop talk discussions, she didn't even know the difference between a soliloquy and an aside. Even high school sophomore English students know what those two terms mean. I gathered piles of evidence against her, and in the process of doing my research, it was a file that was at least 10 inches thick, I learned I was not the first person she tried to screw over. If it isn't clear already, Molly was a total narcissist. She had no respect for boundaries, zero comprehension of the word no, no accountability, and never thought beyond the moment. Therefore, she had no expectation or understanding that there are reprisals and consequences for her actions. To say I was livid upon learning that Molly had stolen my literary property and tried to turn it into her own little vanity project would be sugarcoating it. I decided to contact the director and producers directly. I scanned my copyright certificate and sent a very eloquently written email to them declaring that I was the sole creator, owner of the work that Molly had presented to them. It should come as no surprise that she had claimed she'd written it and was going to produce and star in the feature film based on it. The documented proof that I sent the director and his production team completely refuted her fraudulent claims. I really don't know what Molly hoped to achieve by doing any of this. As anyone who knows anything about the seriousness of copyright laws knows, she would have had to prove proof of ownership when it went to production. Of course, she was incapable of proving such proof as it did not exist. A zero-budget promotional video based on her written work was a different story. It was a labor of love for everyone involved. As for Molly, it was just a temporary stroking of her very fragile ego. I was just sad for the cast and crew that their time had been wasted by a skilled con woman who lied every time she opened her mouth and would have sold her own children up the river if it could have gotten her what she wanted. To make an already long story much shorter, Molly called me up flipping out when everyone on the production team quit. Why she thought I would care about her being rightfully branded a charlatan, I'll never know. She never said it, but she knew that I knew she'd been busted for her series of copyright violations. They'd also apparently questioned her resume after the fact and called her a lying grifter with zero skills or talent. Apparently, she did not take this well and she cussed them all out. Having seen her true colors, they distanced themselves from her. I can only surmise that they, at the bare minimum, did not want to be involved with someone who was a proven liar and a thief. Word traveled, and Molly became a pariah in her state of residence. In my last phone call to her, 
I granted her one last concession. I told her if she wanted to salvage anything resembling a career, she would have to move far away where no one knew her. Last I heard, she ticked off well over 100 people with her unethical, immoral, unprofessional, and downright illegal business practices. She'd made her bed of nails and was forced to lie in it. Flash forward to present day. I'm actively working in the local film industry of my current state. I decided to go out with some of the crew and cast of a project I was working on. We went to a gay bar. Yes, I'm out and proud. The city we were in is very liberal and open-minded. The club was amazing, as was the drag show. I saw this young man at the bar with sandy blonde hair, a chin strap beard, and beautiful hazel eyes. He was pretty toned too, with a forearm tattoo of the US Navy insignia on it. Being an Air Force veteran myself, we started talking military stuff. I thanked him for his service. I asked him to let me buy him a drink, and he obliged. I asked him his name. He said, Matt. Since this club let anyone in that was 18 or over with a valid form of ID, I wanted to make sure he was legally old enough to drink before I bought him that beer. I kindly asked him to show me his ID, and he complied. I was surprised that he did, as he didn't have to. I saw his first name was in fact Matthew, his middle name Joseph. His last name, a distinctive moniker that I would not share here as that would constitute doxing. I saw his birthday and I remembered that Molly's son had the exact same date of birth. Naturally, being Molly's son and his mother being married to Matt's father, they all would have the same last name. I suddenly realized that this was the son of that same horrible woman who at one point made my life a legal living hell. It had been many years since we'd seen each other. Matt didn't recognize me. My parents had changed quite a bit. I neither had bushy shoulder length surfer dude hair nor wore contacts. I'm in the best shape of my life as I work out five out of seven days a week. I have a clean shaven head and I wear glasses now. Since I do have an acting background, I was able to hide the shock of this strange coincidence that the formerly ill-mannered, bratty, poorly behaved holy terror that was Molly's son had turned into this strapping 23-year-old, six-foot-tall, sexy, well-toned twink with a reddish-brown beard. Him being in a gay bar was the ultimate irony and icing on the cake, as Molly was, when it was convenient, a huge Bible thumper. We both drank for at least another hour while we talked. We were enjoying each other's company and had lost track of time. By the time it was last call, both of us were buzzing, but didn't want to risk getting a DUI. We decided to Uber over to a nearby hotel. We checked in, went to a room, and it only had one bed. Awkward. I said I would sleep on the couch. The air conditioner had made the room really cold, and he asked me to sleep in the bed for warmth. I knew what he was suggesting. I just didn't expect him to be so overt about it. Then again, his mother wasn't really known for having tact either. I told him that was up to him. I was a hot sleeper and a plan to sleep in my underwear. I started stripping down to go and take a shower and he commented on my build. Matt blushed. You look really good. You must work out. I ignored the obvious come on. I smiled. Thank you. I do, at least five times a week. I also try to watch what I eat, but my weakness is salt and vinegar chips. Matt laughed and smiled a come-hither grin. I'm not in near as good a shape as you. Don't say yourself short. You're taller than me, I said. Matt laughed at my bad pun. All right, guys, a little bit of a fair warning here. It does get a little bit raucous in this moment. I'm going to read it out because it's in the story, but, you know, fair warning. If you want to skip ahead a minute or so, be my guest. I I won't stop you. OP then says... Well, don't leave me in suspense. Let me see what you look like. I've shown you mine. Show me yours. I said this with a sly smirk on my face and I shifted my eyebrows. 
I think he knew what I was suggesting. The next thing that happened, I did not expect. Matt completely stripped naked. Now it was my turn to blush. Okay, that was definitely an icebreaker. Matt took a step towards me and rubbed his hand over my chest. We don't have to do this, I said to him. I want to, daddy, he replied to me. Sorry, I can't help but laugh here, guys. Remember throughout all of this that Matt is Molly's son. Matt just doesn't remember who OP is in this moment. But OP sure knows who Matt is, and this is all part of his revenge. Now, OP hates being called nicknames like that, but I let it go. Because, let's face it, I had this cute college-age kid in my hotel room, and that was the only thing on my mind at that particular moment. I was fully out of my clothes and standing in front of him as we inched over to the bed. He laid me down and kissed me while caressing my chest. I'll spare you any of the squishy details, it happened. It was amazing. Matt chose the top bunk. The finishing move, I would give a four out of five stars. He was clearly inexperienced and could definitely use some practice, but it was fun. Now, good news, guys. That is the end of the Wattpad story. Let's get back into it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The next morning while he was showering, I went through his phone and got Molly's as well as his sister Hannah's numbers. I'd seen him put in his passcode, his birth year, so it was easy to remember. Without getting too graphic, during the act, Matt had taken pictures of us in various positions, doing things to each other. Okay, sorry. Seems like the raucousness has continued a little bit. No, it wasn't for an OnlyFans. Wow. We were both consenting adults, and I had no problem with that. I'm debating whether or not I should send the pictures to his dog mother and equally horrible half-sister, Hannah. Because I'm not a petty, spiteful, cruel individual like Molly, I'm stuck at a moral impasse. I'm really on the fence about it. How would Molly react if she found out that her pride and joy, whom she'd beautified and practically canonized as a child, was a raging member of the LGBT plus community? Not that having a gay son should ever be considered a form of punishment, but Molly being the racist, homophobic, bigoted, feckless, Bible-thumping, adulterous hypocrite that she is, I'm sure it would come as a big shock. In comparison to Molly, Matt's father was always more liberal-minded, easygoing, and just wanted all of his children to be happy. He had three others with his first wife before he met Molly. I'm also pretty sure that Hannah wouldn't care at all about her little brother being a great big flamer either. If anything, I'm sure of one thing. If and when Matt comes out, he's going to see how very conditional his mother's love for him, if he doesn't even know that already, is. As a child, Hannah and Matt often went hungry, wore ill-fitting clothes, shoes that didn't fit, rarely had supplies for school, had teeth rotting out of their heads, and lived in a house that looked like it belonged on hoarders. Molly, on the other hand, always had her hair done, her nails done, booze in the fridge, and a full pack of cigarettes. It's the important things that matter, right? And there we go. That is the conclusion of that story of revenge. Not entirely sure what to think about it. It was extremely well written. I did enjoy reading it, apart from maybe the the Wattpad moment in there. Not entirely sure that was necessary, but hey, I, I can never say that 
too much description is a bad thing. Maybe in that situation it was. I don't know. Good story though. I enjoyed it. Guys, what do you think? Did that revenge justify itself? Was that good enough? Was it even apt? Was it revenge at all, really? It seemed to me as if OP kind of wanted it to happen anyway. You know, it wasn't really revenge as such as maybe it was just you happened to come across a guy that you fancied and he just so happened to be the son of a horrible woman that you met in your past and that didn't really do the nicest of things to you and tried to steal your script. I don't know. I guess I'm trying to say that I think you would have just got with him anyway, right? Even if you didn't know who he was. Now, with that all being said, comment down below, guys. Do you think that OP should send those photos? For me, I just do not see that as necessary at all. I don't particularly think that stealing a script should lead then to <laughs> the person's script that you stole sending photos of them with your son in some pretty uncompromising positions let's just say that to you i don't really think that's justified but hey maybe i'm being a little bit too lenient get in the comments down below what do you think should op send those pretty raunchy photos um and if you don't send them to karen hey we can always send them to me my friend don't do that please now before we end today's episode i've got some charity shout outs to give you if you didn't know i am running the london marathon in just a few weeks now training is going decently well i had a little bit of an injury but i'm back now i've got to do a big old long run this friday i believe i'll be aiming for over 30k what's that 20 miles ish and we'll see how it goes um i got I picked up an annoying little injury foot injury when i was doing the half marathon the other week but i'm back now boys and girls don't you worry anyway 3713 pounds we are very close now as you can see to 75 percent three quarters of the way to the 5000 pound goal we're pretty much on the last push and thankfully we have some supporters who are getting in the mixer just one hour ago at the time of recording caltrans jf donated 25 dollars a little bit of a donation thanks to a lot of overtime due to the storms that have been slamming california good on you from a sacramento caltrans fan absolute legend i don't know much about the storms i hope they're not being you know terrible or life-threatening or whatever i don't really know i should research that but hey sounds like you're doing a great job and yeah thank you so much for the donation cat witten runer great job i'm on ssdi but i managed to budget a donation to this great charity legend i've also shared on other social media there you go guys that is something else you can definitely do to help if you share this page link down below get some more donations in let's get to the 5k goal bless you and best of luck on the marathon cat cat thank you so much lazy roller with a 10 pound donation no message just some money absolute legend the howling gamer is back donating again because i used to work with handicapped kids while in high school a newer kid in grade school who went through leukemia treatments kids deserve all the best we can give i could not agree more howling gamer if you didn't know guys the howling gamer has already donated a hundred dollars so that puts the total donation up to 125 dollars unbelievable generosity from you mr howling Thank you so, so much. And guys, that is going to do it for the donations. Once again, if you want to get involved, if you want to shout out, the link is down below on whatever platform you are on. So then guys, that is going to do it for this one. Really hope you enjoyed it. If you did and you want more revenge content from me right away, check out the playlist up on screen. It's now actually over there, isn't it? Wow. Have a look at that. Click that right now. New setup means the position of the end screens are different. Who knew? Yeah, if you want more, click on that. You'll love it. And I'll see you guys tomorrow for a brand new Reddit episode. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. 
so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum.